Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick, Mike, and Chad take their water cooler talk from the office to the web as they discuss their favorite movies, shows, and all other content in between. In this week's episode, the boys review Volume 1 of the Netflix horror series Fear Street and take a look at horror games that are full of controversy and examine if art can go too far. So, what's playing? Spooktober edition. of Showboys. Uh, my name is Mike, and I'm joined with my fellow hosts and good friends, Nick and Chad. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Good talk. Yeah, good doing talk. great. Good, great. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's a good good intro. Yeah, uh, yeah. Joe you, always, says, you always jam us up by asking both of us at the same time. I, I do it on purpose. <laughs> Mike, how are you? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, Joe says, don't be scared. Scared. Uh, I did get a little scared on our Patreon episode, but uh, not going to be scared tonight. Yeah, Jordan's um, got some spooky stories. He had me a little spooked. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Jeff's home alone in it over there. Um, yeah, we uh, have a fun episode for you guys tonight. This is our second to last, the penultimate Spooktober episode. <laughs> Um, the uh, yeah, I don't have any more adjectives for the second to last episode. Um, <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, 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 um, we're going to uh branch into the gaming side of Spooktober, so that's gonna be fun. We also have a movie review to get out of the way to knock out here at the top of the episode. Before we do anything else, we got to shout out our top tier patrons, <clears throat> Tim B, Yusuf H, and Joe C. Thank you guys so much for your uh indefinite support um we appreciate it uh all of our other patrons thank you guys so much uh like i said we just recorded our patreon exclusive what was it monday tuesday it wasn't monday must have been tuesday Tuesday. um that was fun it was spooky we we told some scary stories we had uh siv and jordan on and yeah great campfire uh in the background including the sound effects. It was amazing. Um, if you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, you can go to patreon.com slash showboys podcast. Check it out. It's just a way for you to uh, sign up and uh, do monthly donations to the, to the podcast to help support us. Um, and each tier, there's four different tiers, all different price points. They'll come with their uh, own perks and benefits. Uh, so go check them out, see if anything interests you. And if you feel so led, uh, sign up and, and support Showboys. That would be amazing. Uh, if you're not able to do that, we're just glad you're here. Uh, just subscribe to the channel here. Um, that out of the way, what are you guys up to? How's, how, how's your uh, Thursday been, Chad? It's it's uh, it's been it's been it's been a Thursday, but I am very excited because Persona Five comes out for Steam tomorrow, and it's oh. as if I haven't already probably put 150 hours in this game total. I've never beat it, yes. Uh, so I'm very like a child on Christmas morning waiting for midnight <laughs> to get here so I can buy it and download it. 
Awesome, awesome. Uh, Dravira, he says good vibes. Back at good you. Vibes. Thanks for the good thanks for the comment. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, Nick, how's your your Thursday been? My Thursday's been good. Um, it, it's been really good. I, I played a video game today. What? Um, what? I figured that was appropriate for what's playing to uh, play a video game on this was a historic moment and day. Was it a scary one? Um, for my enemies, yes. <laughs> um, when J- Vegeta rolls up and just like punches you in the face, you should be scared. Um, so a little bit of DBZ Kakarot. No, nice, can't go nice. wrong there. Yeah, I keep seeing that on sale on the various uh, like gaming deal websites I browse. <laughs> and every time I'm like, Chad and Nick, this guy's got to play this game. And Nick's already playing it. So, yeah, Chad, right. you got to play this game. What is it? Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do need to. It's been on sale multiple times in the past like couple of months. Mm-hmm. Pick it yeah. up. Especially if you haven't seen DBZ, it's a good, uh, just like light recap of the story. It kind of like moves through pretty quickly. Um, it's not the best like retelling of the story, but it, you know, it's the it's the better points, and it actually makes me just want to watch uh, Dragon Ball um, <laughs> Z while I play it, which I might start doing here. Um, nice. Yeah. Never Going got into Dragon DBZ Ball. Bender. Oh yeah, and man, I feel I like think... there's just so much now that I don't even know. What that's to how do. I feel. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. Like I, I know that I'd be, you. I know that I'd be super into it probably, but there's just there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot to bite into. Play the game; it'll, it'll give you the good. The cool yeah, thing, that's like, what I hear. Yeah, DBZ uh, Kakarot. The cool thing is like it just like it acknowledges Dragon Ball, which is like the first anime. Um, it just references like little like things you pick up around the world. And it tells you about like a thing that happened in Dragon Ball at that spot in the world. Um, because Dragon Ball is like more kidsy and you can really kind of glaze over that. You just really have to watch Dragon Ball Z and then super after that. And you're good. <laughs> it's easy. We'll do a whole nice. companion series on it. <laughs> there you go. Oh God. That'll be like year long. Yeah. Um, speaking of, Got one more episode of House of the Dragon, huh? Next Monday. Big Wrapping snore. up that companion series live here on YouTube and uh, Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. So uh, make sure you guys tune into that. Um, I, I've i been like lagging behind and watching the show. So my uh, consuming of the uh, companion series, likewise, has been lagging behind. But the episodes uh, that I've caught of the, the companion series have been really, really good um help you know help me understand what's going on with the 7000 time jumps and yeah uh all that fun stuff and all the people who have the same name that start with the letter r basically <laughs> with like <Right. laughs> just like one letter difference right um but no it's it's been a great show and you guys are doing a good job with the companion series so make sure you guys tune in to the finale next week on monday um but yeah we're going to start off the episode reviewing um a horror movie we watched this week uh fear street volume one uh 1994 uh so did either of you guys watch this when it came out originally yes yeah yeah me either nick um well when when 
we picked Fear Street and Chad's like, oh yeah, I love Fear Street. And like even Joe was like, oh yeah, I love Fear Street. I'm like, I was, even with the name, I was like, this definitely came out a long time ago. And I was very shocked <laughs> to realize that like, it's a three part trilogy all on Netflix as of last year. So right. I don't know how I missed it. Um, I feel it, personally attacked by this comment from Joe. Uh, at my complaint about all the names being yeah. the same in House of the Dragon, he says, coming from someone who has the most one of the most common names in the world. You know what? Yeah. I mean I he's didn't also choose my name himself. Sir. That's true. That's true. Um and Chad, hand me. Yeah. That, Fear true. Street. I yeah. I think did they all release at once or was it like a kind of like very a close. rapid? Yeah, it was very succession. close. It was like a week, weekly uh, releases, I believe. It was a week. The first one was July 2nd. Second one was July 9th. And part three was July 16th. So, oh, yeah. interesting. I thought it was around Halloween time. That would make sense. I mean, that would make sense. But why yeah. would Netflix do anything that makes sense? So. Also valid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another another thing that is pretty interesting about this this trilogy, um, we had reported on it in the newscast, uh, rip the newscast. Uh, but yeah, back when we were doing the newscast, we um, reported that the director of Fear Street wanted to. Uh, well, I shouldn't say wanted to. Maybe still wants to. I think they are approaching this as uh, like. And a, a quote unquote MCU style franchise. <clears throat> so they need to stop saying that. Yeah. Right. I mean, we did just <laughs> we talk talked about, about that, that already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but here, here's a quote from the director, Lay, uh, Lee Janiac. Yeah, I think it's a girl. I'll go with that. Um, one of the exciting things about Fear Street is the fact that the universe is big and allows for a lot of space. One of the things that I talked about before I was hired was that we have a potential here to create a horror Marvel uh, in parentheses cinematic universe where you can have slasher killers from lots of different eras. You have the canon of our main mythology that's built around the fact that the devil lives in shady side. So there's also room for everything else. And uh, trilogy is based off of an RL Stein series also called fear street. Um, and yeah, like we said, there's, there's three movies out right now on Netflix. They all came out last year. Uh, but general thoughts, uh, yeah, the fear street verse. Um, yeah. General thoughts, Nick, what, what, what was your first impression? Why do I always go first? <laughs> Cause you're up there with them. Yeah. <clears throat> we can change that. Um, my general thoughts is. I thought it was something that came out in the eighties. Luckily (laughs) I like that it could have came out in the eighties. Like they did definitely, I think capture that like old slasher, like two thousands, nineties slasher vibe makes sense that it's set in 1994. So I think that's cool. Um, I liked it. It was, it was, it was definitely good. Um, Wasn't too, wasn't too much. Like the story's pretty straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. It's not any more complicated than it needs to be. And there's not like too many for it being like kind of like a dumb like slasher bit. Like there's not really too many like ridiculous moments, but the, it's got to have them um, for sure. Yeah. 
So, no, I liked it. Um, and they did the whole. I, I I did enjoy the two like town things with like very blatant <laughs> like happy nice place name and then just like, yeah. shitty whole place yeah. name. So, <laughs> Sunny Vale like, and Shady Side. Shady Side, yeah. <laughs> and then, like one's just like a shithole school, and the other one's like preppy and nice and rich. So yeah, I thought that that was a funny like world building element that didn't need to be there, but it was and it added to it. Yeah. What What about you, Chad? Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed this the first time that I watched it um, a lot, actually, when I watched it back in July when it released, but I, I don't know if it's maybe just not like the kind of movie that I want to watch twice in a row or, or what it is, but I, I found myself liking it a little bit less this time around. I still enjoyed it. I still think it has very, um, very thought out kills in it. And I am a huge scream fan. So I like that. It pays a lot of homage to scream the original scream. And uh, this one probably is my second favorite, maybe out of all three of them. Um, When I first watched it though, it was probably, probably up there because just because I feel more of an, an emotional tie to the movie that it was paying homage to versus the other ones, which I don't have that emotional tie to. But yeah, as a whole, I thought it was, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think it is just like a, a, a massive like tribute to slasher movies of like the nineties, obviously 1994. Right. Um, but like the screams, et cetera. Uh, and I, I think they like, leaned into it right like mm-hmm. made brought the camp of those slasher movies um like played on all the the stereotypes and like didn't really try to you know pull any punches or subvert any expectations they the movie did exactly what i thought it was going to do and it did it really well and it was really fun and entertaining uh i think that's how i'd describe it it's a fun movie yeah um <clears throat> i watched a movie maybe it was last week uh, during work, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter or whatever. (laughs) It's another one of those movies where it's like, yeah, it doesn't do anything special. It does kind of, kind of what I thought it was going to do. But it was just a fun movie is ridiculous. You know, sounds ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I didn't watch Abraham uh, when it first came out. Cause I was like, this is the dumbest sounding thing I've ever heard of in my life. Uh, but it's it's pretty much like watching a comic book. It's really good. I I highly recommend it. Really, um, if you're looking for yeah. just like a fun out there movie, like watch. Is uh, it live action or animated? Yeah, no, it's live okay. action. Um, it's on Prime right now for free. So if you got mm. Prime, check it out. Uh, they should make an Abe Lincoln Demon Slayer. Yeah, <laughs> he's too busy like, slaying vampires, bro. He needs uh, to but, branch out. They got a, a decent cast here. Um, the the big name that kind of sticks out, if you're familiar with Netflix stuff, is Maya Hawk. You know, uh, coming from Stranger Things, and then Volume Two has Sadie Sink <laughs> in it, who also from Stranger Things. So um, yeah, also Netflix. Like it's just yeah, just a Netflix very thing. lateral they, move. <laughs> they 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 probably you know scoop these actors up, have them sign deals for that to. You know, here's like a five movie deal, yeah, or whatever. Um, five movie pack. 
Yeah, six point two out of ten on IMDb. You know, average. It's okay. It's seeable. Um, what What did you guys think of uh, like the the larger story here? Of spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, uh, we'll talk about story stuff here. Uh, but the the larger story of um, the witch was it Sarah Fire, Sarah Fryer, something like that. Fryer, yeah. Um, uh, this witch who was was killed in Shadyside cursed the town and now is able to like possess people who go on these like murder sprees almost every decade. You know, maybe give her, t- you know, maybe skip a decade or two here or there. But um, they talk about three for sure in the movie. They might have mentioned a couple others that that didn't become one of the killers that chased the group. Um, but the, the witch, the dead witch, she possesses somebody. They go on a killing spree. Uh, eventually, they're killed. What happens? Um, one of the main characters... Uh, or the main character's girlfriend uh, gets she like dis- disrupts unsettles the grave of Sarah or the witch I, f- I think her name's Sarah anyways disrupts the grave of the sw- of the witch um, and like the curse is like placed on her because she gets like some of her blood in like ingests some of the witch's blood somehow I don't know how because the witch has been dead for yeah. <laughs> 300 years somehow yeah. there's still blood there um <laughs> blood dust <laughs> but uh what happens now that the curse is on uh this this character the killers from the past like resurrect and chase after this person and the only way that uh, they can break the curse is for the cursed girl to uh die pretty much wow. hey well, good night love you um wow what do you guys think about that uh like just the the main plot there like meh okay did all the killers for you like stumble across the witch's bones or that's just how that happened to her that's the part i didn't really understand yeah that that will be answered in subsequent movies Okay, so we'll I, I won't spoil that for you. All we know about that in from this movie is one person see something or other. I wish I remembered the names. <laughs> uh, one person had had this curse on them before, uh, died somehow, but was, was resuscitated a couple of minutes later, and yeah. that like allegedly broke the curse, or that's what they figured out, but. At the yeah. end of the movie, you learn that that's not actually what happens. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say like it's it's a pretty interesting idea for a story. Um, witch I like OP. how they. What were you gonna say? The witch is OP. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. no kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I like how they allude to all these different things, especially knowing that there was three parts and the decades that these three movies or the other two movies take place and how they like heavily referenced those eras in, in world. Right. Just pretty neat. Yeah. I think the, I, I honestly, I think the, 
which thing is where it kind of falls apart for me a little bit, just because we're, I, I mean, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to pay homage to scream and then change, do their own story. And I, I appreciate that. And I do like witch stuff. Like one of my favorite horror movies, Blair, Witch. I love witch stuff. It's just sometimes like with a slasher film, I don't necessarily want that backstory you know, side of it yeah i don't want that side i just want like a psychopath that's just murdering people not because a witch is making them do it um so i don't know i think altogether this the way the story is told i think it it comes together a lot better but uh, in this first first iteration of fear street i think that i could have probably done without the witch stuff yeah i think that's fair because it because it does kind of distract <laughs> from just like the pure nature of the the slasher elements um, to it kind of overcomplicates it a little bit. Um, but I like that the main character's brother is this like a mega nerd and <laughs> has the whole like crazy Charlie like chart where he's like yeah. tracking all the murders and all the history. And yeah, he, he's the plug on info. He he knew it all. Um, the, the scene where you're introduced to him and he's like sitting at the computer in the chat room with the blanket over. Yeah. <laughs> Just classic. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I did really. I I liked a lot of the nods to the '90s as well with the music and stuff. I thought oh, it, the, they, they did a great job with all that stuff. The music's so good. Yeah, so, so many good. good songs. And I think I think really my biggest hang up with this film specifically is I just don't like the the main character. I just think she's kind of annoying. I I don't know. There there are some and Blair Witch is one of them where I can't stand the the female character in that movie. She's like up. If you go back and watch that movie now, she is like obsessively annoying throughout the entire movie. Like it's almost painful to go back and watch it now. In the '90s, did it work? Probably a lot better. Probably, but now by today's standards, it's just like way over the top. And uh, I always have a hard time going back and watching movies that are like way overacted, like 60s or set, <laughs> like samurai movies are prime example that are way uh, overacted. And it's just a totally different style of acting. So that's the vibe I get from Blair Witch. But I don't know. I just don't like this main character. She's just very pissy through the entire movie and, and every single scene that she's in. And she is really pissy. And, yeah. But they kind of they kind of play it up like it's, she's pissy. Be, and they, that's how it opens. Like she's pissy about like she's breaking up with a girlfriend. Right. Right. Um, and I get and, that. But it lasts. But she's like the really. Movie. <laughs> yeah. And. It, 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 those parts were kind of like excessive. Like why do they ever explain like why she was so upset at her? At Sam? Yeah. Uh, no, but you can, yeah, they because she moved. That's right. Yeah, she yeah. moved. <laughs> the, but it's not her moved. fault. Not divorced, her fault whatsoever. You know? a, a, not her fault. Her parents got a divorce, so she had to move. That she literally moved like twenty minutes up the road, and she's acting yeah. like they moved to right, <laughs> right to the next state over. Just abandoned or her, like yeah, skip continent. I don't know. And completely <laughs> excommunicated. It was like okay, <laughs> but yeah. but that's also. But I think a part of that was because this rift between these two towns is just so extreme. Like she, you know, she's not even, she's like mad that she even like left to a better place period. Plus she's not in the the greatest living situation. Like you don't see her parents, like her dad is presumed to be just like a giant waste of space. Like the opening scene, she's for some reason putting beer cans in the sink, which is kind of weird, but like lots of, lots of empty beer cans everywhere. Kind of, you know, talk about him being a deadbeat. So she's probably just not in a great headspace 
anyways but i get i get what you're saying and at times they're just like okay can we just stop being yeah, angry at yeah. everything yeah it's like a little too <laughs> edgelordy for me for sure it's like Extra okay weird. we get it you're very mad about everything yeah. and everyone <laughs> yeah i i loved her brother though yeah he her brother's great hilarious yeah. like like nick was saying the the charlie day like you know detective board of all the yeah. of course he would just have that down there and he had all uh, the articles and just was whipping yeah. out when he was explaining it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and I love how they like leaned into that trope that you get in a lot of horror movies where you're just like the one guy who just knows all knows the answers all, knows everything, somehow. Yeah. So yeah. of like some super weird, like paranatural <laughs> yeah. event. He's just like, I know exactly what to do here. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked, um, like visually it just like looked really cool. I liked the, the nineties vibe. Uh, like Chad said, the music was really cool. Um, I liked the, the colors when there were colors, like in that opening mm-hmm. scene in the mall, when they go into basically the, the like Spencer's of the mall and you have like all the black lights and like neon colors. Love that. I stuff. really like the opening scene just yeah, because it's great. that that's just like pure play slasher. And it even was just, just the fact that they did the, the stupid like um like all the skull masks and then yeah it's like the <laughs> yeah. last one just steps yeah. forward like it's just so good that stuff when done right it, it works really well even though it's yeah. like still kind of extra tropey but like, yeah that's the yeah but it. i think they like they did that on purpose I think, yeah for I feel sure like yes this. like they just yeah. leaned to all those like super hard uh and i liked it because it was like I don't know, fun like yeah. and i think they're like self-aware so it made it like not super eye-rolly you know um yeah that first that opening scene there's a lot of homage to the opening scene in the first scream movie including the slow-mo stab towards the end of that scene when he actually kills her it's a direct rip from the first scream movie like positioning and everything so it's a cool way to open it it's a cool way to show that what we're going to be paying homage to in this specific fear street. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I, like I said, I, I, I feel much more attached to those screen movies because those were the ones that were out when I were, when I was younger and was more into watching movies like that, which I'm not really into that anymore. So I like, I don't you know. It's just something slashers, samurai yeah, sword slashers. It, yeah. <laughs> scream is just cool because Your own man slasher. Scream is both a slasher film and a mystery in the same thing. Where if you watch Halloween, you know it's Michael Myers. You know who the killer is. Friday the 13th, same exact thing. You know it's Jason Voorhees. Scream, you don't know the entire movie and you're trying to figure it out. So I think that was a cool way to modernize the slasher film. Instead of having this big bad guy that can be shot and set on fire and rolled over by a truck and drown and all this stuff and he comes back. It's just random kids that are crazy you know what i mean yeah and you have to figure out who it is through all their movies all the screen movies are like that yeah i did enjoy it's like the batman of super or of yeah slasher movies yeah (laughs) it's just it's it's a mantle it's a cow anyone can be the scream right um yeah i enjoyed that um they like revealed the identity really fast i didn't expect that maybe that was a little bit of a, a a subversion where i was like oh like it was that guy and then he comes back so then they explain that away so that's where i think the bat like the backstory of the witch thing kind of worked because they were able to step out of that typical 
scream thing where it's like, oh, it's somebody in the town. Yeah. Or that big brooding, like, bad guy that's invincible. Kind of a, mm-hmm. a blend between the two because you can shoot them, they don't die. It's also someone they know. So it's a little, it's deceptive that way to <laughs> us as the audience. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. It was just the guy at the mall, like her friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. fixed. He's dead. Um, where's this going? So, yeah, that, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I really I th- like the opening credits too, honestly. Yes. Um, yeah. Like, the, you know, the, the typical voiceover with all the like news stories and documents and papers and stuff was super cool. Yeah. I think that it's hard for me because I, I, like I said, I like this a lot more the first time I watched it, but it does still have easily the best slasher movie kill of anything that I've ever seen with the bread slicer. Oh, I think it's yeah. brilliant, dude. I, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. So I think it was going to happen. And then yeah, honestly, yeah. Oh I thought, God. I thought the group was going to make it out. Yeah, um, and they just drop like flies in that scene, dude. They're yeah. like, you know, because <laughs> at that point, like, there's like 20 minutes left of the movie. Yeah, yeah. They're all, I would have yeah. expected at least one of like, because you know, typically you start losing characters like you know maybe every 20 minutes, starting at like half hour into the movie, the the the, the group starts getting picked off slowly here and there, um, but. Yeah, they, they save that for the last like 20, 25 minutes, and it all happens within like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, what, what did you guys think of uh the the slashers that were included, the the villains, the the monsters, the uh the lady from the fifties? Was it fifties? Um the ca- guy from the camp with the bag over his head. Uh, and then of course we had the guy from the, the opening. Those were the three main ones that were chasing our, our group here. Yeah. I, I like them and I like that they are, they're from different, like, like tropes or errors of like that concept, because obviously yeah. the first, the opener, that's like more traditionally your scream guy. You have the bag over your head with the ax. That's more like a, like a, like a Jason. Um, mm-hmm. and then you, I can't really place the one from like, I think the sixties, but that one was my favorite because she has like a razor blade for like shaving. Mm-hmm. And she has that kind of like sixties, um, like London, like counterculture chick going vibe. Where yeah. She's just like <laughs> posting that she just whips out the blade and just like, it reminded me of clockwork orange, honestly, a little bit um, in terms of like the way she moved and the way she kind of was, presented on screen she was my favorite especially how they intro her was also one of my favorite scenes too um that poor just guy. like that guy on the sidewalk <laughs> dude that guy my favorite part and chad you can answer that after this but um when you know they all have their like intimate moments on screen he's like <laughs> he's like did you all just me too and I'm yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I enjoy them. I think they get a little bit more, con- or at least one of them gets much more context in in subsequent films. And uh, there's definitely creepier ones too that we'll see later on. That I that I think we might have actually got a glimpse of. Did you guys watch the trailer for the second movie at the end of this one? It's like uh, right before the credits, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yep. The, the camp one. Yeah. So you got a shot of it in there. It just, it's the little kid. He, he absolutely horrifies yeah. me. Well, yeah. Um, the, and that, that's what, I, uh, that's what I really liked in the beginning with the brothers. Like he says like all of five or six or oh, like yeah. maybe seven yeah. killers that had this like, you know, possessed by the witch or whatever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like the kid and like the milkman with like the weird face yeah. or mask or whatever. And I was like, Ooh, uh, yeah, the kid's so creepy, man. <laughs> and the way they present him is so creepy, too. He's just bashing the, the baseball bat over the... <laughs> it's just super creepy. But yeah, the ones in this movie I, I like for what we got of them. We don't get that much of them as far as context where outside of their time... Like, we get a little bit with the stories mm-hmm. that they tell. But uh, you, you'll get more on the, the camp one, and I, I, I enjoyed it. It's But like I said, like, I don't know, the supernatural thing just kind of gets a little lame at the end you know what i mean for me personally so did you like 1666 the most no i liked the middle one whatever that is 19 yeah 84 the camp uh 1666 is really 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 good as well um it's harder for me to tie uh like uh what they were inspired by on that one i don't know the witch maybe i've never seen the witch maybe that's the the vibe but yeah, that one's really that one's really good. It's got a totally they really all have totally different feels to them. That's good. Um, but yeah, definitely the second one is my is my favorite. Uh, that's like a I, f- I feel like the general consensus with people I've talked to about the trilogy. Uh, a lot of people really really like the second one. Um, and it looks it looks cool. I I'll probably finish off the trilogy. Um, and I can see, uh, I can see where like they can branch out. Right. I mean, we only got the origin story of the witch in 1666, the, the bagged ax dude from the summer camp and, you know, 1994. And there is like five or six other killers mentioned in 1994 alone. You could just do their movies i mean yeah <laughs> uh and since they've kind of done the 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 overarching uh plot line here with the possession from the witch and all that stuff like you can easily tie them together uh through that um yeah uh, it's a pr- pretty fun movie uh i'm glad that we watched it and uh i do want to know uh Towards the end, the sheriff goes to Dina's house, I believe, mm-hmm. and like slips a note under the door or in the mail slot or whatever, and it says like it's happening again, and then like never yeah. spoken about again. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's because you'll you'll get context on that in the second, okay. pretty okay. pretty early on in the second movie, uh, what that was all about. All right. I do want to know, did you guys ever read these books when you were kids? You know, these are R.L. Stein books. Mm-hmm. Um, never. Yeah, read I never did them. either. I'm kind of bummed. I'm sure they're you not read books here. Yeah. Valid. valid. <laughs> do they have pictures. Yeah. <laughs> do they have pictures? Yeah. I just think that this was like the more teenage books that he wrote i guess would be the best way they had goosebumps going on this is the more adult one so i don't know how graphic the books are actually because i think they are still like young adult Mm -hmm. novels but 
I don't even remember these from when I was a kid, to be honest with you. And I was all over Goosebumps when I was a kid. So I, I literally didn't don't remember these at all. So I don't know if they maybe just didn't do very good or he didn't write that many of them or what. But yeah, I, uh, too, read so many Goosebumps books. <laughs> yeah, right. That was that was my jam for sure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, any final words on Fear Street? No, go watch it if you haven't yet. It's fun. It'll it'll be a nice fun, fun movie to watch with friends. I would say. I like though there's more because um, you know I I want to watch the other ones. Um, so I'm glad it wasn't kind of like a one and done. Um, so it's good that it's it was both good and there's more to watch after that, which kind of helps keep it going. Um, yeah. Just when when it's bad. And if there's just one, like, I guess that's good. There's just one, but yeah, this is like, that's where it's like, I'm never getting that time back. <laughs> right. Um, or yeah. I'm never going to be able to improve that time with like a later iteration. Like if there's a sequel, that's better. Not that, yeah. that what, happens, but what do you guys like? How do you feel about, how do you feel like, um, uh, a, a horror franchise of like connected movies in a shared universe? Like not just like, sequels of a movie but like um what I like the conjuring what universe. how they described it like the an mcu of horror movies like yeah what, i mean that's that kind of what the conjuring guys? has got going on right yep is that's what they're building basically with the conjuring i i i like the idea we talked about this on last week's episode with whatever it was universal or whatever i can't remember oh but, yeah yeah, yeah. There, there. I, I agree that there are some things that don't need a un- that would be qualifying as don't need a universe for these, you know, old monsters that nobody cares about. But this, I think, would be really cool. A because there's probably books to go off of. I think they built a very good foundation with moving this forward. And I also really like. I, I've never seen any other film franchise that has released this way, where they released it almost like a show, but they were movies. Yeah. So. I thought that was really cool. I can't think anything off the top of my head that did something like that film wise, where they released them week after week for a couple weeks. So I thought that was really, really cool. Um, It's like a kind of blending Netflix's obsession with series and, and their, their want to have films as well. So I thought it was kind of cool. It felt like a very Netflix thing to do. Right. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, obviously, if they want to do something like that, at least that's a good way to start it instead of like release a movie and be like, we have all these grand plans, like start off with a bang, release like three of them, give people something to chew on um, and then do it again. Um, but I mean, I, I like the like Conjuring Universe is like my favorite, like scary thing outside of Mike Flanagan's um, series that he comes out with. Yeah. I and agree. the reason I like those and. I like that type of horror because it's just scary because it's like it's borderline real, if not real, in some people's opinion. Um, But I like the the like meta tie in that the wider universe gives it because it's like, oh, we're going to reference the doll. And and like, this is why these things happen. And it all ties to this larger, like spooky psychology where it's like you tell us you have a movie like a one off and it's like, okay, that happened. That's isolated. It's not like a rampant problem. Whereas like the conjuring is like, <laughs> it's a continuous thing that keeps happening. And like, that's even more disturbing where it's it, um, cause like slashers and killers, like they kind of, they come and go unless they're like Jason <laughs> or Freddie, but 
yeah know, that's supernatural then you're stepping into whereas like yeah. the conjuring's like this wider like literal possessions devil all that kind of stuff and like mike said on last week's episode like that's where it becomes a little bit more real and i think that's where i i lean into a little more because there's that like bigger story that kind of mm. spooks you yeah i i agree with you i really enjoy the conjuring movies for what they are don't go read about the real stories behind those movies because you'll you'll be very let down by everything yeah. that, that's shown <laughs> in the movies and it and it does they do get a little samey after a while like yeah. the demon always comes in and turns his turns the crosses upside down that's that that's never said that that was a cult thing back in the 80s that they turned the cross upside down it's never there's no historical ties to demons turning crosses upside down, but they do it in every single conjuring movie. Oh, but it works. Every but time. I get, I get the effect. Yeah, I get the effect, <laughs> but there was like one of them where they had like 30 crosses on the walls. I can't remember. It might've been like the second movie, I think with the little girl's room and they had all the crosses. And I'm like, Hey, I bet you he's going to come in here and turn all these crosses upside down. <laughs> and he sure did, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you take it for what it is. They're, they're better watching the movies and assuming that that maybe was the way it was versus going and like listening to the actual footage from some of this stuff and reading the actual reports from that couple. Um, but they are, I mean, they're, uh, yeah, they're good. They're good horror. They're good modern horror movies. Yep. Nice. Uh, while you guys were talking, I was trying to figure out how many Fear Street books there are. Uh, and I couldn't come up with an exact number, but seems like there were quite a few. Um, the series started I mean, in 1989 and he uh, stopped after a series of spinoffs in 1999. So there's 10 years right there of writing these. And then in 2005, he brought it back with a three part uh, Fear Street Nights miniseries. So. Looks like there are quite a few books that they could use as potential material if they wanted to. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, glad to watch that. I will definitely visit the other two at some point. Is that what we're doing for next week? Just watching the second one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could, uh, but I, I, say, I say we branch out and watch a, watch a good one to cap off. Yeah, it seems. Yeah, it seems like maybe the Invisible Man is is maybe the one to go with. It's up to you guys, though. Yes, we will. We will definitely look into that. Uh, if you're listening right now, join our Discord or leave a comment here on the video, uh, live stream, or after the fact on YouTube uh, with suggestions for what movie you would like to hear us review for next week. Um, we may or may not watch it. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Just keep that>. <laughs> <Mind>. <laughs> uh but yeah so moving on to the topic at hand uh nick this is one that came from your beautiful mind so why don't you uh, let people know what we're going to talk about tonight yeah for sure um so i guess now like it being out there in the discord and um having some time to circulate it's not explicitly kind of i guess horror related but i guess the inspiration is that these are horrific things but it's really once i want to focus on uh video games that go too far might go too far or 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 if they don't go too far but they definitely um have the merits that they have gone too far whether it's yeah. getting banned redone and censored 
um just generally a lot of a lot of um gripe on the internet or even on actual news right like nightly news um some of these things have actually been covered um that was always a thing back in the 2000s where the big whole violence in video game topic was just running rampant and every all the old people were very scared um of us young people playing <laughs> <Yeah>. violent <laughs> video games yeah. um and and I, and I and I famously remember like my dad watching um the news and <laughs> they were talking about halo and like the violence in halo. And I was just like, oh, what, are they on. what on earth? I'm like, I'm like, it's purple. Like the blood yeah. is purple and we're killing right. aliens. Um, yeah. There's guns. Um, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what they're talking about. Um, that stuff is maybe a maturity nuts, thing. Man. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weird time in the two thousands. It was, just... it really was. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> Once Grand Theft Auto three came out, it was like, everybody i mean there there were like politicians talking about it yeah. and crap like re- yeah. like it's a real serious issue that these and i don't know i i don't know about you guys like i i think the violent video game thing is complete and utter nonsense 100 i played violent video games since i was very young and i'm like the least violent person you're ever you are meet. actually the exact opposite you are a yeah. life saver right right so <laughs> so i think that you know, anytime I hear those arguments, like I just immediately shut it out and think that person is an idiot because they clearly a have never played a video game in their life, guaranteed, and also don't know too much about it because you can just hear and they always bring up the same games, Grand Theft Auto. Like that's always the the go to <laughs> for for modern times. It used to be Doom. You know, around the '90s, it was Doom that was turning yeah. everybody into Bro, monsters. You're, you're slaying demons. Yeah, like right. That should be applauded. Exactly. And I and I, I am a Unless firm believer that true. I was able to <laughs> let out any sort of like aggressive actions or, or thoughts I had in video games instead of like beating my neighbor to death or something. You know? <laughs> so the, the violent video game thing to me is like so ridiculous. It's very clear if you look at the people that were playing violent video games that ad- actually ended up doing bad shit in real life they had other shit going on. Like they had far more problems than them playing violent video games and listening to Metallica. Like that, that, that was the least of the worries that we should have been looking at in most of these people. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it just really riles me up. Anytime I hear people talk about violent video games, it really irritates me. And it's, I think it's primarily because, and we've talked about it on the show before, like Japan is totally opposite on this stuff. Like if you watch an anime that's for a 10 year old, it's like the bloodiest, most violent thing you'll ever watch in your life. And they've got the lowest amount of violent crimes of any country. And they're consistently on the lowest amount of violent crimes. So they have a very high suicide rate. Maybe they do have a very high suicide rate. That's, that's not exactly what we're talking about, but (laughs) self, um, (laughs) self violence. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can look at it. There, there was an article uh, there was a like politician that was killed there last year, or the year before, and it was like mm-hmm. the first shooting in like some ridiculous, like ten years or something ridiculous. You can't get guns there. The the penalty for getting guns in Japan is so outrageous that the yakuza won't even use guns. They're still using katanas for their weapons. <laughs> so it's you know, I mean, it, it <laughs> like I think if you look at the if you look at the evidence, like we should probably be doing whatever Japan is doing if we're worried about violence because they have it on lock. And I tell you their kids cartoons are very violent. So I assure you, it's not the movies and video games and music that we're listening to. That's an interesting, interesting. Uh, correlation that people make there. Um, 
Yeah, I, I was looking up the definition of horror, Nick, because it, it got a little contested in Discord horror games. Here. You mean like what uh, makes a horror game? Well, I was just, no, literally just the word. Horror. Well, yes, that was what was contested. But I'm looking up just the definition of horror, uh, and it's an intense feeling of fear, shock, or disgust. So, I think you know, obviously, people tie horror to movies and games in like almost in in the paranatural supernatural realm of like monsters like demonic stuff things like that to be like classified as like a horror game but if we if we use this definition here i mean if if any game has shocked us with like just grotesque like gruesome stuff that is just disgusting like i mean i guess that could constitute as a horror game right um it isn't just like being scared i think right yeah uh, which is like the main thing that people tie horror to um i also love the other definition which has nothing to do with this but it's a bad or mischievous person (laughs) especially a child Uh, Love it, and they used it uh, in the sentence uh, that little horror Zach was around. So, in the game, in the games thing is like a horror game is obviously horror as you define it, but then typically is intended and designed to scare the player. Um, though I really kind of remove the whole subjection of how the player feels about it because i know people who play like the same game and they have very different feelings about what's going on in their mind when they play it um (laughs) and you know there's there's and behind chad here faded in the art is uh modern warfare 2 um and that one specifically was infamous for the uh airport scene where yes you are this you know you're undercover with the russians and you're ordered to just murder a bunch of civilians in an airport um super tasteful but <laughs> i know people who played that and they enjoyed it or it was somewhat thrilling right and maybe that was the uh not the intended design of the game it's hard to say what the, the intention of the developers was when putting that in there but there's other people who like legitimately had issues playing that part of the game um so that's why it's a little subjective to say like a horror game has to scare you because yeah you can't really control what the player is like obviously there's the intent to scare you but the intent of that scene wasn't to scare anybody but it was definitely to put you in a very horrific situation right um i mean which a lot of people would consider went too far (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, w- I, I would definitely probably agree that it did go a little too far. And I think it did. I think the no Russian mission got edited out of the yes. re-release. I could be wrong on that. But there's there's no I don't think it's playable anymore. OK, yeah, that's I the mean, difference. I, th- I think thematically for the story, it worked really well. I get that maybe it should have just been a cutscene and didn't put right. you in the driver's seat of a of a vicious terrorist attack on an airport. Yeah, but you're also going after these guys that did that, so it gives you a little bit more. I don't know, a little hey, more. You gotta break an egg to, to make an right. omelet, you know. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, in the big not thing the best with that analogy for yeah, that. <laughs> bunch of eggs, um, noggins, and stuff like mm. that. But the the issue that, like, I guess fundamentally there is is the player has oh doesn't have a choice in that situation, right? And narratively, really, like you said, it could have been a cutscene, but instead they're like, no, we're just gonna make the player do this mandatory like pulling of the trigger to just do this action that is otherwise easily a cutscene. The other NPCs could have done it, right? There's things they could have done to like detach the player from that situation. Otherwise it's like, Hey, just pull, hit the button on the controller and do this thing to get to the next part of the story. Um, and I think that's, uh, one of the beautiful things about video games though, and how they can be super effective in storytelling. Um, and narrative is in order to progress the story that like you have to do something as the character right as the the person consuming the story so you can use spots like that to drive home points you know make your commentary there with whatever you're trying to do and uh i'm sure that's probably the was the goal of that scene uh because you know warfare is um you know disgusting and horrific and nobody should want to like you know engage in that or like go through that and you know just showing one of the absolutely horrific uh, you know sides of warfare and making you like have to do that is a very powerful and effective tool in in storytelling and getting your point across uh however you know, maybe not a lot of people see it that way and might think that it's a little much and poor taste. But um, I say uh, in terms of games or shows or movies or books, any sort of art, I guess, uh, if you're going to go and push those boundaries, like the the commentary like has to be there. You have to be trying to like, prove and push a bigger point yes uh instead of just doing that stuff for shock value to get like a reaction um because that's i i can't stand that but if it's used in a way that you know makes you think makes you feel certain ways and like uh yeah i just i don't know it could be very effective yeah, I I think it is very effective. the The prime example it, it's similar to the t- to this, but not. I, I said that it, it emotionally t- ties you to trying to take down the bad guys in in Modern Warfare Two. That's the goal of it, as mm-hmm. I see it. Uh, but Sifu does a very similar thing, where the opening to Sifu, the tutorial area, you're literally committing the murder that sets Sifu on his revenge path. So it's a very effective way to open up a story where you're going to take this character through the game to get revenge for the pain that he's been dealt. And you're dealing the pain at the beginning of the story yourself. Mm. So I think it's very effective in storytelling and video games specifically. But I don't know. It's like nobody. I mean, maybe people do complain about this stuff in movies, but it's like the same thing in my mind. Like nobody complains about terrorist attacks that you see in movies that are just as violent, but more realistic. So yeah. I, 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 
I'm like on a never ending goal to try to get video games to be in the, the realm of storytelling and entertainment as yeah. movies and TV shows. So it really irritates me when we separate the two and they're like, oh, well, this, you know, they did this airport scene over here in the video game, but they also did the like hotel scene in Zero Dark Thirty. A bunch of movies have done really vicious terrorist terrorist attacks. Mm-hmm. So what's the yeah. difference? Just that you're playing it's, it? It's yeah. the you're you're the you're taking action with the action. thing in your hand. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But does the like the does the it more some sort of power apparently like that's what it's feeding into because like watching yeah. a movie their 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 stance is like you don't feel empowered by those things but if the controller's in your hand and you are able to do them it somehow empowers you yeah but I think like the the rational human brain is turned off Correct. by that stuff that we don't like doing playing that mission right it doesn't say right. you we don't most normal people don't finish that mission and like, I think I'm going to go do that. That sounds like a fun time. <laughs> nobody, nobody that I've ever talked to outside of politicians saying that people are like that. Nobody that I've ever talked to about no Russian has had that opinion on it. It's, right. it's horrific. It's vicious. We all see it for what it is. So for you to think that that is going to be the flip, the light switch in the psychopath's brain is a little absurd. I think I, personally and if if it is i mean i guess we gotta have some way to like weed them out right I yeah mean, <laughs> you gotta come out eventually you can't deny they're out there so you gotta have something to to flip yeah. the switch um, uh jordan says i just opened a welch's fruit snack and they were all red so i'm here hoping you guys don't screw me as hard as that bag of fruit snacks <laughs> red ones are now good. is it like cherry or strawberry or watermelon i mean red Light yeah. red, dark could be, red. Could be a curse, could be also a blessing. You never know. Yeah. Depends never on know. that first bite. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's a good point, Chad, in terms of like the typical like modern day psyche. Now this is where a lot of that I think is just kind of like just fear mongering, right? Yeah. With like yeah. some agendas because as a whole, and I always go this route, as a whole, as a, as a species, we have vastly improved, at least in first world countries. Obviously, there's parts of the world that still kind of are rampant with violence, but like medieval times, definitely parts of Africa, Middle East, like it's pretty commonplace to be like, if you have the urge to go kill someone or it's part of your daily life, like you might have to kill someone that's very much present. Um, right. So that's more like this, like medieval times, like everyone kind of carried a sword. Yeah. If you had a problem with somebody kind of just like killed them. So (laughs) net, we are not just a murderous species anymore. Like there are parts, pockets of the world. I would like think a good part of the world where people aren't just rampantly like solving their problems through murder. Um, And it's more of like a, a look back right through video games and media or, the issue, though, what people have is when they take these kind of more present day, like post nine, you know, post ninety video games, these modern day situations that are rather scary. Now, yeah. in one of these games that we'll talk about, it was before its time because it was before this was kind of commonplace in our society, um, in terms of like what happened in that video game. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is let's get into postal. Them. Postal. All right, tell Postal. us about it. Yeah, so so Postal came out, I think, in 1998, uh, late 90s, but um, essentially, you are a Postal man, 
um, who goes on a killing spree. And throughout the game, you are just murdering people, civilians. Um, like that's the whole goal of the game is just to murder people, um, <laughs> innocent people, unarmed people, all that jazz. Um, not too much in the way of hindering that. And like you are bound by the mechanics of the game to murder people. Um, I think there, there's like there's like four postals. There's one where people can do a like a like a like a like the the peace runs where it's like no 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 shot no one killed and they can finish the game. But um, one of them like is a requirement to murder people. Like it's the only way you progress. Um, but really, kind of like the punch of it is like all the way at the end, um, which is now a non-playable scene, and they changed the graphics of it. The original one, you went to a like the end scene was you go to a schoolyard and you murder everything <laughs> on it. Um, so th- that was like the final breakdown. And then I believe you learn at that point that like this person's mentally ill, obviously, and they have lots of issues. So all the way at the end of the game, after all, <laughs> everything else, you there is that larger point story that kind of explains a little bit more and makes it a little less random and excessive um but the whole school thing like really took it too far with some people and that was before um we were kind of actively having school shootings and stuff like that right so yeah, yeah. definitely ahead of its time um coincidence now, that that came out and then all of a sudden oh no, I'm just kidding. it's all its fault all posts is fault um, <laughs> yeah but someone do but, a quick uh, background check on all the school shooters see if they played postal yeah no it's all doom. it was all doom back back then doom. that's what yeah. they were that's what they were playing yeah metallica and, and doom they claimed that um and they're probably they're probably right. Like they're just trying to think of the most like unbelievable thing like they could put in the game. Um, yeah. And it just didn't age well because it becomes very much believable. Um, but but now when you play the game, the children, nothing happens to them. Um, you're just kind of like it's a cut scene and he's just shooting. Nothing like is happening anymore. So and it plays out the same way, but much less imaginative um, for what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember hearing a lot about Postal when I was younger and hearing about how insanely violent and vicious it was for the time, especially for the time. Uh, nothing had really, I, I, I mean, it wasn't probably until Grand Theft Auto 3 where we got that level of violence on, on that scale. That again. level of, the thing with Grand Theft Auto is the freedom that right. game is because there's nothing narratively telling you to like murder civilians um, right not at all you, yeah but as a player you can totally be like you know what i yeah i got i got a quick you know, like 20 minutes i'm like get some time <laughs> let's just rampage yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah i've never played postal i've always been interested just to check it out to see what it's all about but i do remember it being a very very hot topic especially like on like nightly news channels in the 90s as well that people were like freaking out about this game and uh yeah i mean it's the same thing as before like this game yeah probably goes a little bit too far right <laughs> especially if you look at it through the lens of the time that it came out certainly went too far i think this would be like a two dollar game on on steam now nobody would really give two craps right. about it um and I think they kind of ironed out that game a little bit. And I think it got a couple sequels, right? 
It was like and four think, postals and hatred, I think, is the more modern evolution of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they kind of spiraled into pretty popular games the the last mm-hmm. couple ones. They're real. I think they're real crazy. I, I, I might yeah. be wrong, but I think that's like I think those are the games where you can like use a cat as a silencer on your weapon and stuff. I could be wrong. <laughs> I think it's postal. Yeah, no, uh, that is that's postal. Is it postal? Um, yeah. OK. That the hatred game you brought up is is one that I had on my list uh, just to like touch on, bring up. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, the the synopsis of that game you you pretty much play as a misanthropic ass killer who begins a genocide crusade. <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, but there's not really any like commentary behind it. Uh, I watched a right. uh, uh, like I don't know few minute summary on that game and the guy's like pretty much like yeah that well first off like gameplay wise the mechanics it sucks <laughs> like it's not fun to play but he's like if there was like a point like this could be cool but there just is no point yeah at all it's so it's so like it's why like why you're just doing it to be shocking um but yeah uh i think one that also needs to be touched on obviously is just below you nick over over there uh and that's manhunt uh i remember playing this one and uh oh, i have a fun Mike, you've played this game I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked because I haven't I, even played Manhunt. I wasn't. I wasn't always a saint, guys. Um, <laughs> and yes, you I did play this one person. Was this like PlayStation Two? Two? Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's already gruesome. You're pretty much playing. Uh, how did BioCiv describe it? Discord here. Uh, you sneak up and kill people in a grotesque fashion to gain your freedom from a madman who's creating a snuff film. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like right there just, that's, film, yeah. that's uh very disturbing uh it's it's very brutal and graphic and gruesome but there was a wii version of this i don't what? know if you guys knew this oh i no. know that but this caught a lot of flack and became even more controversial because of the controls with the wii like you're it's motion control. So you're oh, so you're like it's a murder simulator. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. You're literally yeah. Simulating all the motions of the intense and brutal murders you're committing. It's so funny because the when you think of Nintendo, especially in that era and in, in eras earlier, mm-hmm. like they had campaigns against one game and I can't remember the name of it, but Night they Night Trap. Night Trap, I think. It was a it was a game that was for the Sega CD, I think. And I they can't used remember. like a uh, real like live action. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, I, I can't remember exactly the the context behind it, but I think Nintendo was like throwing shade at Sega, saying that it would never be on a Nintendo console, and, and but it could anyways because. It, 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 yeah, they didn't even have the technology to put it <laughs> yeah. on there. So it was like they're throwing shade and they're like typical Nintendo 10 years behind everybody else as far as technology goes. And I, I heard that that um, I thought I heard that game was like not that bad, too. 
like it's, I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, um, I had to. Look but that was more. that was a big one that that had like national attention because that came yes. out in like maybe the mid nineties or something. Yeah. And like two thousand, <clears throat> politicians were talking about yeah, and all like, that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. <clears throat> like, no, exactly not what not what my I'm talking oh, about sorry. Night Trap. Night oh. Trap. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think I read uh the the man the the senator that was really like pushing against night trap and like trying to get it banned and stuff like was asked if he had ever played it or anything he's like no no yeah of course not but it must be banned it's the most terrible game ever yeah like Um, and it's not even that bad like there's not it's like you're prevent trying to prevent this like break-in right and there's not even really anything like graphic or because it's all like live action stuff so what what can they really do well that's like i like i like a chad's comment about postal being like a two dollar game on steam you know modern times and when you say like these games like some of these games that like they throw a fit about aren't that bad if you open the hood like in steam and like really dig into like the games that are out there there is stuff that is really really bad there's compared works, comparatively yeah. to what like gets national attention and like people are like oh it's ruining everything um yeah yeah you go to the dark corners of steam like there's plenty more <laughs> i i so like you ban yeah. one of these good good job i guess but like there's probably free-to-play games on steam that are way more disturbing yes i think that i could be misremembering this again but i'm pretty sure that there is like a columbine rpg that's called like Whoa. Super Columbine Massacre or something like that. And it's, it's literally the name. <laughs> it's literally a Final <laughs> Fantasy style turn based. What? Oh, no. How do you turn base that? It's turn based. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So, yeah. RPG. So, you pick up like your gear. I don't know. Yeah. I don't want you to do it. Yeah. There's way worse games out there than the stuff that we're probably even going to talk about tonight. You know? Oh, geez. Um, Mike's like, oh no, no, that's that's not good. (laughs) I know I'm I'm voting for Mike to stream next. Yeah, right. Got to be on the list. That 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 will never make the list. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm just honestly take a little side note here. I'm about to just hang up all my streaming plans. And stream Darkest Dungeon again because I watched. <sighs> Why don't you play like, the sequel? Because I don't own. The that sequel. makes more sense, doesn't it? It's expensive. Oh my gosh! Uh, I, bro, I've been seen your house. You like can't. Three... You can't play this off anymore. I've seen your house. Okay, please. <laughs> That's why I can't afford full price games. <laughs> um, I watched like uh, I'm like halfway through this hour long lore video explaining all the lore in Darkest Dungeon, and oh man, it's so good. Uh, Oh man. Anyways, back to this. Uh Chad, <laughs> yeah, do you have terrific. any that game is crazy. Um it's <laughs> mentally disturbing and uh you know exhausting, but just uh not not <laughs> due to anything over over the top other than just being insanely difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, Chad, did you uh have any specific examples? Yeah, I mean games? I I did want to bring up there's really been only one game that has ever made me be like okay <laughs> that i've played personally that has been like okay this maybe was a smidge a little, a little bit too far and it's actually on our wallpaper here it's uh grand theft auto 5 and i, well, I we, we know 
we know how much I love Grand Theft Auto Five. I think it's a fantastic game through and through. But there is a mission in the game, and I can't remember the name of the mission off the top uh, of my head. By, by the, the book. book, I think it is, yep. um, <laughs> where you legitimately are torturing a guy, and you have various different tools that you can use to torture this guy, and you see it all, and you do the torturing. It's like very, very graphic. Um, and Dick that Chains, was the only like got a hard yeah. On- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh you know again it's one of those things where i think thematically it works really well you're doing it as trevor who's already the psychopath of the of the game you know what i mean and he's making a point by by doing it as well so that's the only thing that i've ever played where i was like okay maybe but you know i finished it and moved on with my life and you know, didn't think I need to make political decisions because of it, which seems a little excessive. <laughs> you didn't want to go out and like, you didn't write. No, your, I didn't. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't. Yeah. I've not tortured uh, anyone in my life outside of that game. Uh, but yeah, that, that that's the one. And that's a pretty modern one as well. I mean, Grand Theft yeah. Auto five came out in 2013, I think. Right. Yep. And so then 15 and then 16 and, yeah, and then 18, then 18, then 25, 20, 28. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, that, that's really the only one from my like knowledge of games that I've played. That's the only scene from a game that I've been like, okay, this is a little far. Now, did I do some horrific crap in Grand Theft Auto 3 when I was a kid? Absolutely, I did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I mimicked some stuff I probably shouldn't have been mimicking when I was that age, but outside of, and I, you know, I didn't feel the way that that torture scene made me feel probably because I was a kid and I was just having fun. This is like, I'm like my mature brain watching this. I'm like, whew, you know, cause I think, uh, I, I, I think the torture scenes in zero dark 30 are, are kind of difficult to watch, even though mm-hmm. they claim that never happened. I think it's BS. I think we know that that happened, well, but it's yeah, even, whatever. even a film. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's just something about torture that I'm just, squeamish on i guess is, yeah. is what it is probably because it's like disgusting yeah yeah it's just yeah <laughs> you don't have to explain yourself i think it's a pretty normal reaction <laughs> right yeah that's pretty good. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, th- I remember playing this that mission and i don't know that game is just really good at putting you in character and it just made sense to me it's trevor i'm like yeah well, this is what this psycho is about to do and it's trevor yeah. doing it i just happen to have be to controlling the controls like yeah i wasn't offended by it um yeah but yeah that didn't really phase me and that's why I like because i got that game when it, the day it came out and i think i was ahead of the curve on that before it kind of like hit the hit the waves and people were like freaking out i'm like oh i mean i'm doing way more worse stuff just like free rhyme in that game yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't see anyone getting you know up in congress <laughs> like trying to you know say how we need to protect hookers because yeah there's a game out there that lets you like pick them up and just brutally murder them um, right afterwards yeah. so it's oh like you know what about their rights and their safety like we're yeah gonna, like, mass hooker murderers running the streets if this yeah. game has a, any merit to i mean maybe jack perpetuating the violence some grand theft auto yeah <laughs> who this is a terrible jack. joke we'll slip oh. that yeah i think <laughs> i think you're you you really nailed it i think Grand Theft Auto V does a fantastic job, maybe the best job of any game of putting you in the specific characters because you will find yourself doing more screwed up crap with Trevor than you would ever do with Michael, that you would ever do with Franklin. Like he's Mm -hmm. the, when you're playing as him, you're, yeah, it's great the way they divided the identities up between those characters and made you 
literally play how you would imagine those characters would be mm-hmm. in the game, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say the scene offended me. I don't think it offended me at all. I'm very, <laughs> it's very, very difficult to offend me. I don't know that I've ever been offended in my life, to be honest with you. So I try to offend you all the time. It never works. It never works. Yeah. I mean, it would take it. I mean, it's never happened, so I don't know what it would take a great deal because I've seen some really screwed up crap that hasn't offended me. So, um, I want to talk about uh, a moment in a game that affected me that probably is not really a moment anyone really considers to be effective in this way. Uh, and after I do that, I want to know, no, yeah. After I do, though, I want to know, Nick, if there was anything in any game that kind of like made you feel like gross or or something after going through the scene. Um, but mine is at the end of The Last of Us, like I might have talked about this before, but when I'm saving Ellie from the doctors before they like, you know, do whatever they're going to do to get the cure. Um, I was kind of like felt icky afterwards because I just went in there and blew the brains out of both the doctors grabbed Ellie and left. Sure. Turns out, I think you can just grab her and leave. I don't think you have to kill this, (laughs) but I just go in there like a, a raging monster, which (laughs) is because of like, it's because of the game. Like the game does such a good job of like making you have that connection with Ellie as Joel or at least for me, like I was really invested in that father daughter relationship there. Uh, so I don't know. I was just like wrapped up in the emotions of, of the game and that part of the game, you know, it's hitting the climax and I'm just like trying to get Ellie out of there. And I'm just like going there and blow these doctors yeah. off their shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And then when I found out I didn't have to do that, I was like, wow. What kind of person am I? <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance that that game like moved you in such a way it could like affect you outside of the game in like the real world? You know, I don't know. I mean, if if <laughs> yeah, because yeah, he murdered daughters, a bunch of doctors, he's gonna yeah, go murder doctors. To go now. Under, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Biosip coming in here. He says, "No, you have to kill them." I tried to spare the doctors on my playthrough. Yeah, I thought that was the case. I. Hmm. I I, I've talked either about way. I still feel yeah. like a monster for just murdering. Yeah. Who are trying to like save humanity. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think that <laughs> that's what you didn't like. Yeah. That's it. That it's the whole thematic of the story going on there because I, I, I say it all the time. Joel is literally the worst character and in, including Trevor. He's the worst, most despicable character I've ever played in a video game. In the moment, you certainly don't feel that when you're playing. You feel like you're the hero, but when you look back on it and realize that, he essentially screwed the entire entirety of humanity. What remains because he has daughter issues. You know what I mean? Like he, Mm -hmm. he colossally, yeah, he's easily the most despicable character that I've ever played in a video game, but you don't get that until you get to the end of the game. And it may be a week or two after where you kind of reflect on like, wow, we did some heinous shit. It's like a, it's a tricky position, like not to just change this entire episode into a dissection of the last of us, but excuse me, it's a tricky it's situation that too. they put you in. Um, yeah. Because, like, I don't know, like, if I was in that situation with my... It, it's a little different because, like, Ellie is not his actual daughter. 
but I right. mean, like they 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 grow so close on that yeah that journey but like i don't know if i could do that with one of my kids obviously like i'm not i, I can't sacrifice my child as selfish as that sounds but like then if you look at the whole picture it's like you could save humanity right <laughs> yeah it's you like, could literally end this nightmare i'm glad that i again. don't ever have to consider that but like yeah well never man, say that never. that that position they put you in man yeah it's real uh it's real icky uh biosip says it's a shame to hear you say that chad but it's absolutely true he screwed humanity because of its personal issues it's exactly it what it is and they do a really good job of making you feel like you're making the right decision in yeah, the yeah. time I, I know i know Siv. i know it's not his daughter um uh, hmm. but i'm saying in my position i i don't if if i had to do that to an actual child of mine yeah uh, even if but it I, was just a child that's not mine. That's still a really difficult decision to right. like, be like, yeah, just kill that kid. I mean, that's like the, the conclusion I drew there. That was like, that came weeks after playing the game. Like in the moment at the end, you're like feeling like the hero. You know what I mean? They set uh, it up so good to make immediately you feel after, like, as the credits rolled, yeah. I was the most emotionally exhausted I've ever been. In my yeah, life. Dude, it is an emotionally <laughs> exhausting game for sure. And the, and the last of us two is equally as emotionally exhausting. But I think that, yeah, it was just like maybe a week later. I was like, man, he is such a piece of shit for that decision. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not only are there probably minute amount of doctors left in this world, you literally just murder them all because your daughter got killed at the beginning of the, the outbreak and you feel a close attachment to this girl because you were literally taking her to the doctors because she has the cure. You know, it's just a, like yeah. when you put it all together. But like, yeah, in the moment, they do such a good job of making you feel like he's making the right decision yeah uh siv says i no i sacrifice all if it was mine i kill all humanity yeah that's exactly <laughs> what i do too but afterwards i would be like man Damn. now i gotta now i gotta raise this kid in this horrific world that i could have stopped yeah it's uh it's quite the predicament um yeah i'm with bio screw it yeah. I'd be I, like, I this ain't my kids. job to fix this problem. Like, <laughs> someone else has to figure this crap out. No, yeah. um, no. We're just gonna go hang out over here, though. So, like, you guys just stay away. <laughs> yeah. Um, Big old, not yeah. my job. What was? <laughs> yeah, that'll pay me enough for this. Um, but do you have any moments, uh, Nick, that made you like feel something other than good after playing in a in a game? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure. Like, um, I watch cozy emotions. I don't really have emotions. Um, I watched cozy contagion play like all of manhunt. I think I got to play some missions, but he was so enthralled with that game when we were like teenagers. Um, like he basically played it straight, like however many hours (laughs) it takes to beat it. Like, yeah, that was another all nighter. And I think I played a couple missions, but mostly I just watched him play it. Um, it was like, the, the OG Twitch, like just watch your friend play it. Um, yeah, <laughs> at their house. Um, the OG Twitch. <laughs> like, nah, you keep playing. That's good. You're doing a good job. Uh, you're really into this. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's probably. I mean, I haven't played that game in a decade or more. Um, but like that, that game definitely um, has its moments where it's like really makes you think. Like, oh, like. Even the simple ones, like yeah, plastic bag over this person's head, just gonna suffocate them. Um, 
all the way and <laughs> all the way it, it, it's not it, you know that game and i think that's where people had issues is it was basically a a murder simulator not with the the wii controls of course that <laughs> yeah, that would be the better way to that. experience that game <laughs> yeah um, that's yeah that's great i didn't know that they should they need to make uh is it gone hey, can you still do that and they should make it two player switch. where you need someone to <laughs> you need someone to <laughs> <laughs> Two player. Uh, I mean, on the you Wii. are making a snuff film, right? So it's yeah, just there you off. go. You just need the the victim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the guy filming you, one or the other. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I I really wanted to play Manhunt when I was younger because I think it came out a couple years after Grand Theft Auto Three, and like I was obsessed with Grand Theft Auto Three, and it was another Rockstar game. But I don't know. Yeah. It just never really looked that good to me. Hmm. I'm sure if you go back and play it now, it's probably not. You know. Probably That's doesn't. If he's streaming it right. Yeah, now. I, I was like watching this a little literal bit. second, but like, yeah, uh, I was I watching. It has them. a really good, like, decent cover system, but it's like the same like Rockstar cover system that they were kind of developing at the time. That came from the Grand Theft Auto ones, um, yeah. and it has it has cool mechanics in terms of like light, noise, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was it, you know it set out to do a certain purpose. They didn't have to polish all the corners of it, like right. the highlights were the uh, you know. <laughs> the murder parts yeah. um, of that game <laughs> early so, 2000s rockstar man was just they were trying they, to get at the politicians weren't they they, they did make, make a name make a name yeah they themselves. were but they did make a when grand theft auto 3 came out grand theft auto 3 came out very shortly after 9-11 and they actually liberty city is a fictional new york city right yep and they actually went in and changed a bunch of stuff, made the cars look different. If you guys remember yeah. the plane from Grand Theft Auto 3, the, the Dodo, they removed the wings from it. That's why that plane is impossible to fly. It literally had wings originally, but they removed it um, because of 9-11. So they at mm. least made some good decisions in their early 2000s. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's really it was it's taken a long like. Oh, you can't even land 9-11 jokes still. Like that one's just a tough, those are tough ones to land with uh, certain crowds, most crowds. Um, <laughs> so it makes yeah. sense that even Rockstar would have to, in the 2000s especially, have to like heed and heal to uh, some popular suggestions like, yeah, you should maybe change some of that. Just uh, yeah. be a little tasteful with it. Right. Um yeah, especially if there's like, how would you feel, Chad, if there was this like firefighters you could mow down in that game? And I think there is, there is, and there is in Grand Theft Auto Five as well. A lot of mm. them. Do they have uh, sweet mustaches? They pro- almost certainly do have sweet mustaches. Yes, that seems <laughs> to be the the image that most people think of when they think of a firefighter. And it's funny because the like uh, mm-hmm. November is coming up, and we have like no shave. Uh, November, but it's Movember, so it's mustache. You just grow a mustache. It's like everybody is growing their mustache right now. Yep. Um, and I had one. I, yeah, I had one for for a while, but I don't know if Dude, I can bring it back. It's you like doing it back. you doing Movember. I'll do it. Let's yeah, do it. I don't know. I I always get I always get crap from everybody because they say I look like a young Ron Jeremy with a mustache. <laughs> And unfortunately, it's it's very, very true. Like I've had several people that are that are like several firefighters that don't know each other have told me my uncle has told me the same thing. And they're right. I mean, it's it's just it's not a good look right now, you know, so good look. All right. So I'm not going to shave from now until the end of November and maybe December 1st. 
or the you know the first podcast of of December, you'll just have mustache Mike. Mustache Mike. <laughs> Are you serious? <clears throat> I'll shave it all off except the stash. Maybe. Wow. If we, if we get if we get two more tier four patrons by December first. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> You'll stash um, it for all of Christmas. I'll stash it. Well, I don't know about all of Christmas. Uh, Siv says, as an Arab, I still make super distasteful 9-11 jokes. To this I appreciate that. Yeah, sounds right on point for Siv. Yeah, I um, can get down some, some good jokes in that department, but um, not many can. So It's, a, it's, a, it's an acquired taste. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to land them in like 2000. Six. They weren't sticking real well. <laughs> no, I Too would soon. imagine how. Uh before we hit the answer to the boys, um I had two games I wanted to bring up. Yes, um, yes. One that I had only like really heard of and then kind of like fell off for me. And then the other is a new game just came out that I did like a deep dive on today. I watched a couple videos explaining the the lore and the story of but uh the first game agony this came out uh, a couple years ago ps4 xbox one pc and surprisingly on the switch as well but uh I'll, I'll just read the description here off of its wiki page a dark fantasy survival horror game uh, that puts players into the perspective of a tormented soul within the depths of hell devoid of any memories whatsoever about its past. The special ability to control people on their path and possess weak-minded demons gives players the necessary measures to survive in the extreme conditions they are in. Uh, And it's famous, or infamous, I should say, for being one of only four games to receive the adults-only tag by the ESRB, uh, which I thought was interesting because the other three are The Punisher... The 2005 Punisher, yeah, yeah, that, I, that, that was another one that I was going to bring up. Yeah, that that game's brutal. <laughs> is it? Is yeah. it just like just extreme violence or like yes, what? Okay. yes, over the top? <laughs> I think it had like an interrogation system, another torture thing that you could torture people with. It's heavy I mean, on the, the mechanics, yeah, like, like the three, like the yeah, the player based mechanics that they could just mm. do, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Punisher, Manhunt Two, and Hatred, which we had brought up. Um, Dude, that's it was then that Manhunt Two got that because they made all the murder scenes just static. Really? Yeah, that, that was the big letdown that. on Two. Is because wait, like, you, you said Manhunt Two got that adult rating? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. At least according to this this wiki article. So yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Manhunt Two is where like when you go to like do the murder. You just get like static, like on the camera. You go to like the perspective of the dude talking to you through the, through the cameras. Mm. You don't actually see the murder get done. Interesting. Delayed reaction um, one, I guess. Uh, but yes, it got this rating due to violence and other extreme graphic content, including but not limited to, gay and lesbian sex scenes and genital physics. Uh, because that's the thing, apparently, in video games. Like um, it was on the label? Like it said those things on the label? Genital physics. Wiki, I might need wiki. to buy that case yeah. if that if that is on there on the on the label. I hope, Adults I hope only that it says that on AO genital. Like that's all you got right there. Physics. So um good. the great it was it ended up being re-rated to mature after they toned down the violence, which also led uh 
the Peggy rating go to 18. They plan to do an adults-only unrated patch for PC, but it was dropped due to legal issues. Um, I was, I was going to say, you would feel like a game like that would sell better with an adult rating because A, it's super rare. Yeah. B, there's a lot of adults that play video games. Yeah, so. I think what why they changed it, uh, according to another thing I read, or maybe it was like a little snippet on one of the videos I watched today in preparation, is... Uh, the adult only rating like halts distribution in certain countries. So it's like a oh, money thing. Yeah. That's like probably true. Yeah. Like, yeah, it might sell well here maybe, but you, you also might only be able to release it in like four countries. As yeah. Opposed to, like, yeah. Yeah. However many, uh, but yeah, the, the, got banned in a ton of places. That was a yeah. big deal with that. But I remember hearing about this game when it was, uh, being uh crowdfunded because this was a kickstarter thing so that's another reason that they uh it seemed promising uh i use air quotes on promising uh but like that they could get away with all this stuff because you know they weren't behind a big studio or a big publisher yeah Uh, it was all crowdfunded so yeah that backfired because the reviews (laughs) are horrendous on this game (laughs) yeah there's one that gave it a six out of 20. I've never even seen a rating scale of 20 Ooh, in my life. Yeah, who so, rates the 20? Yeah, I've never even heard of it, but I just thought it was funny that they gave it a six out of 20. Like, so random. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really get above a, th- a four out of 10 on all Ouch. the other websites. So, um, but yeah, I wonder, like, with a game like that, like, what's what's the point? What, the, what, what are you trying to say? as the developer what what are you trying to say story-wise what are you trying to make people think or are you just you know shock value are you just trying to lure them in with those genital physics genital Um, physics you you laugh stuff must get cut off yeah yeah that (laughs) has something brutal there with the physics part makes me really think about that right it's not just swinging it has to get cut off (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> just swinging <laughs> and it like fall like all kind like it's right. it's an object that, like, it's, it's an object it's in the game it's got it's, its own object. physics yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Siv clarifies for manhunt 2 he said uh, for the kill uh moments uh, it would flash the yeah. screen with static and red filters yeah um yeah it's still shocking that manhunt 2 got that rating and not the first one yeah but speaking of genitals being safe Maybe. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, I like where this is going. Um, speaking of genitals, do you guys remember when Red Dead Redemption 2 came out and there was like that huge thing about the, the balls on the horses would like shrink yes. in cold weather? <laughs> do you remember that? It was like, uh, dude, everybody hey, was reporting on it. Like, it was, Those it was are like, the genital physics I can get behind. That's right. That's, yeah. that's, that's realistic. And they do. That's if you go play the layer. game, they they certainly do. They get cold um, in, when you go up north. and they. Hey, man. <laughs> That's just real life. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> the yeah, uh, we took a yeah, dark turn, didn't we? Yeah. How do we? Not the dark we... turn we were expecting to take, but a o. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other game, though, uh, recently that just came out is called Scorn, which is a game also Civ is is uh, tampering, uh, you know, fiddling around with uh, stream wise. Uh, this game is is interesting because not knowing much about Agony, right? I didn't do a real deep dive into Agony, but um, it seems like they're trying to say something with with Scorn. 
uh, story-wise. And the way that they approach the story is very interesting. There's no, there's no dialogue. There's no cutscenes. So you're just like playing. Uh, and I think uh, uh, this could just be another whole other episode on you know narrative choices for games. Uh, but it's just an interesting you know stance to take or road to take uh, narrative wise because you're not really confirming things to the player narratively because there's no like cutscenes like setting things in stone like yeah. you know your name is so and so or like this actually really definitely happened because I saw it happen between NPCs in a cutscene. Um, so everything that people get out of this game is just by observation of the environment and the gameplay and their own thoughts. So it's just a lot of theorizing, which I think is really cool because um, that's kind of how art should be, right? Yeah. Um, open to interpretation. But um the game's disgusting though. <laughs> like it's it's very, very, very like gross and gruesome. And uh I've seen uh I've watched two or three videos and and they all kind of lean towards this being commentary on on birth and reproduction and uh all this stuff. It's just like Can this weird mesh of like um Shoot, I wish Ray from work was here, Nick, because he used to talk about this all the time. But like the so the mesh, Ray. the mesh of 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 flesh and machinery, like he had a, a term for it. Do you remember him going on about that? About like, yeah, us becoming machines. Uh, but I mean, that's what this game is. Maybe Ray is like super hyped about Scorn, but um, yeah, it, it's super interesting. I, I don't yeah, think, I think I'll... biopunk is probably what you're going after. Biopunk, yeah. Yes. He had some. If you only knew Ray, he was a very special guy. Is he uh, the Persona guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had a, a very. Like he had a, a a great term for it, and he would use it all the time. But um, yeah. Anyways, it's just a. <clears throat> I think this is a game that that pushes the boundaries. Uh, you know, is visually like gross and probably gameplay wise makes you feel gross but oh, this just came out yeah yeah like oh very recently october 14th like last literally. week yeah yeah um but in a way uh intentionally to tell their story right yeah and to to get their thoughts across which um having not played it only watching other people's you know summaries of the lore and and what they got out of the game uh it's very interesting and i i don't know uh do either of you guys know anything about this game at all no i i, I saw that bio was streaming it on facebook but um yeah i thought it was an older game to be honest with you because he's been on like a older game ride here with the past couple of games he's been streaming mm-hmm. uh, i didn't realize it just came out but yeah i, did, I mean it sounds super interesting and uh, I, I do like games that leave stuff up to interpretation. I wish it was something that more games did. I think like the Metal Gear Solid series would really benefit from some of the stuff being left open to interpretation instead of having like 40 minute cutscenes, right? <laughs> but um, yeah. but yeah, there are definitely some games that are that are really good. I think 
alien isolation doesn't give you a whole heck of a lot as well. And I think that's very effective for a horror game specifically because you don't really right. know what the hell is going on and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I definitely have to check this out. It's the first I'm hearing of it was seeing it on BIOS thing, but I thought I, I was under the impression it was like from the nineties, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll read a little synopsis of the story from the Scorn Wikipedia page. A uh, story takes too. place between two silent protagonists. The first awakens and attempts to cross a wasteland, heading towards a tower seen in the distance before falling down a massive crevasse. Uh, before the second emerges from an egg-like structure, the player escapes a massive egg chamber before entering a transportation hub that has been infested with parasitic entities. These entities have networked together to prevent the majority of mechanisms from functioning. During this time, the protagonist is attacked by a seemingly infested parasite. Uh, you explore this temple. Um, it's just a lot of, a lot of like machine body, like actual body part amalgamations, and like birthing these weird babies that oh. you then like grind up into blood that you have to like feed part of this thing it's 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 out there but it's listening there. to these people like break down what they think the commentary is uh is great like the stuff that they're getting out of this game is is very interesting uh i think like the point trying to prove is kind of dumb uh maybe if they're <laughs> right but um <laughs> It's still interesting to say the least. Yeah, uh, I'm glad, Siv, that you're still here because I want to know like what you think. If you could expand upon this a little more, uh, he just says <laughs> super, super foul. I love it. <laughs> I mean, that reminds me, uh, like Dante's Inferno. Not that like anything's particularly like ter- it's it's gross. Like there's parts to that game if you ever played it. Um, very simple, but very effective like things that are just like horrific to see things that are horrific to fight like that was probably like maybe the most like like dang this is like really intense because yeah i'm i'm whatever format like that is like god god of war where it's like a is that what is it it's like a a hack and button masher hack and slash like yeah the the like um the gluttony boss plus the the like the children the baby the unborn fetuses children like that stuff's intense um, yeah so you describing score and like kind of maybe i'm like well that's pretty that was pretty uh intense <laughs> on my brain i was like man i will remember that forever because yeah there less damage yeah there was like a mission in the witcher 3 that had to do with a like a fetus that died and they buried oh, it yes. and it turned into a monster and it's yeah. it's one of the most and it might even be a side mission to be honest it's with in you. the show is it in the show oh it's man. an episode oh interesting okay. yeah because that's <laughs> like that was like probably the defining moment of that game for me i think that mission's fantastic and it's really sure my- really long yeah, I'm pretty sure my wife like fell asleep during that episode and like woke up like <laughs> woke during up the fight. That... And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, what? Or she was on her phone, like looked up. She's like, what is happening? Like, yeah, okay, just go oh, back to know. the phone, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, but yeah, were there any uh, any things that that popped into your mind while I was going through those two before we hit the answer the boys stuff? Are we ready to dive into what our Discord community brought? Well, before we go there, um, 
is is the so what's what's the answer here like can games go too far and like what's the action like if they do go too far like how's this handled should people still continue to like creep up these games that do go wild and people have clear issues with and then like should they be censored or should they just be left alone uh yeah yeah i don't i'm not a big fan of censoring much of anything i know a lot of japanese stuff gets censored when it comes Mm -hmm. over here for whatever reason oh so the way around no, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, uh, You're thinking I mean, of like China, China, like China. No, no. I know a lot of anime get censored before they come over here, and I know that a lot of dialogue has been taken out of like Doki Doki Literature Club <laughs> and Persona, maybe, yeah. uh, before it comes over here. And that might just be, you know, that could be a, it could be a million different things. But I, I, I do think games can go too far. I don't know that I've ever seen anything that is like really like over the top. We need to do something about this. <laughs> we need to get politicians involved. Like I've never seen anything we like that in my life. Video games. Yeah, there's nothing that I've ever seen. I'm sure there's, like we said earlier, there's probably some heinous shit on the 99 cent store of of <laughs> Steam and and even PlayStation is getting some really weird and odd games now. They're like mm. just approving everything on there. So. Is there something out there that probably goes too far? Yes. Do the politicians and parents and stuff need to worry about it? No. Just maybe watch what your kids are playing if you're that concerned about it. You know, no. maybe don't buy a game called Columbine Massacre RPG. Probably not <laughs> the game you want your kid playing. Just saying. You know, just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't think. Uh, well, before I get into that, uh, Siv re- replied to my question. He said. Uh, talking about scorn it's like that nothing really to fight just a puzzle game but it's all fleshy any <laughs> anything is just husks and tortured mangled bodies seriously nasty definitely check it out it should only take six hours if you don't suck at puzzles and then he says when i was six mortal Kombat came out on genesis and you could cut out the blood code you could put in the blood code for fatalities that's yeah, right they, yeah they i remember the that. blood out of mortal Kombat. <clears throat> uh but blood. listen do does can media go too far? I'm not just going to lump games in because uh, I think media as a whole can go too far. Art. Uh, yes, art, media, it, it can go too far. There are always lines that can be crossed. Um, and I, I kind of explained my viewpoint on it before. Like if you're going to push the boundary or go over the line, right? Like have a point. Like, try to say something with it. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you pushing the boundary? Like, what are you trying to get across? If it's just shock value, I think it's stupid. I don't like it. I'm also not a fan of censoring anything. Uh, I think, I mean, hey, if you want to say something, what, <laughs> regardless of how stupid it is or how disgusting it is, like, whatever just don't listen if you're not into it or like don't play the game if you don't if you think it's over the top like don't support it don't buy it like don't go watch the movie don't go you know watch the show whatever um (laughs) don't buy it then there's gta 5 bought infinitely the most out of anything ever (laughs) yeah Yeah, but i i wouldn't say that's really a game that right crosses a line or that's like just like 
the Serbian film of of games. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just don't. I, I, I I'm not a fan of censoring anything. So yeah, my answer to that would be no. But my answer to can art go too far? Yes, I think anything can go too far. But like, if it so, whether or not too... you enjoy or get anything out of yeah, that yeah, going yeah. too far. <clears throat> if there's a point, yeah, then it's okay. But like, if you're just doing it because you're sick and twisted and like, just want to pet some weird part of your like ego or like psyche oh, going to by doing <laughs> yeah well, yeah it could too. go somewhere but um <laughs> yeah. uh like, like if that's part. that's all you're trying to get out of it then like maybe you need to like seek help <laughs> and stop but uh like i'm not gonna say people shouldn't create this i mean unless you're like literally hurting or killing people <laughs> like obviously there is a line where things should be forced to be stopped. Right. But, right. Yeah. Like if you're not like literally making snuff films or <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so Siv says media absolutely can go too far. And he also says, Mike, you're absolutely right. Finally, somebody agrees with me. Uh, actually, you guys were shaking your head. So I assume you agree with me too. Yeah. I agree uh, but Siv well. agrees. Uh, what do you think, Nick? No, I think I think this is a pretty good consensus. Um, I'll probably like peel it back just a little bit more and say that it should go too far. Like that's kind of the point of art um, is that you know if you don't want it, we have to like that's how we find the lines in the sand and then draw them right. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. we wouldn't really know. So I don't, I don't think the metrics of like if it's a if it's a terrible game, right? or a terrible movie or any of that, like it's not going to be popular and it's not going to perforate society. Like people claim it. will. Mm-hmm. um, did it cross the line? Did it do something for like art in that space? Yeah. And if that line is like, Oh, that's just like not cool. That will be the consensus and nothing will kind of come of it. We'll someone has crossed that line marked noted, like no bueno, like no one's going to repeat it. Um, and that's obviously why, like, it's not like we have a popular median, like on Twitch, where people are streaming snuff <laughs> film games and like all that kind of stuff. Like, there are people that play them and stream them, bio. Um, <laughs> but like, it's not, it's not like we have um, like League, League of Legend tournaments, <laughs> like on it and things like right, that. So right, I yeah. feel like they naturally fall where they need to in society because as a whole, I think like Chad was saying earlier, society isn't just like this cesspool of just disgusting people. I think people are generally okay. Um, are they perfect? Heck no. But um, yeah. as a whole, we're functioning. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I agree with you. Uh, like our art, the point of art is, should be to move into challenge. Right. Um so yeah, I, I totally, totally. I mean, agree. I kind of, I mean, I kind of agree with the, the modern warfare change, like just making that like a, a watchable sequence, right? I think that was a good example of where a very popular game that basically everyone played. I don't know very many people who have not played that campaign. Um, made a change, and said, "My, <clears throat> he doesn't play game like 
No, That's no. wild. They, dude, that campaign's fantastic. <laughs> that, easily the best Call of Duty campaign by by a mile. But the, like that, no one's, Dawn, no one's... Yeah. But like that Dawn one, no one's complaining. No one's yeah. complaining that they changed that scene. Right. And, no, not at all. And they made the necessary change, and the line was crossed, and it was a fair, open-ended consensus that was like, yeah, change it. No, No big deal. No one's like, on the other side, like... We demand to have our, yeah, you know, that's not my back. call of duty, not, not my, my yeah. So, so that's a good, I think that's a really good example where, like, just naturally it corrected itself. Like, there was a line, very popular mm-hmm. game, went too far, they fixed it. Um, it was fine. So, speaking of games that always cross the line, Civ says Civ is a League of Legends. <laughs> I don't even know, I don't even know what you're trying to say, bro, but. League of Legends always crosses the line for me, but yet I still crawl back. (laughs) Oh, guys, it's not good. I've I've been dabbling. Oh no, I've been dabbling. Dabbling. Oh no. Uh, but yeah, (laughs) let's hit up the answer, the boys. We got some replies in here. Uh, We'll start off with Siv here. He says, "What you feel like Postal is a horror game?" which we've already gone over. Uh, He says, I can see it being horrific because it's so insensitive and promotes disgusting acts of violence, but I don't know about a horror game in the traditional sense. That being said, it makes sense why you would have GTA five with the torture scene. So with that, I'll answer the boys. And he does. So excuse me. He says, I've never personally felt bad doing or witnessing terrible things in games. I've learned to separate myself from whatever is happening. I have the hiccups. However, I learned that several of the (laughs) scenes in these games have been very controversial for one reason or another. Modern Warfare 2, no Russian. Uh, You're undercover with a group of Russian mercs, and you massacre innocent people at an airport. Manhunt, you sneak up and kill people in grotesque fashion to gain your freedom from a madman creating a snuff film, uh, which he is currently streaming. State of emergency. You're running around causing mm. destruction in a mall while riots and looting is occurring. You could use people's severed heads as weapons. Yep, yep, yep. Hatred. You're fed up with everything and just want to kill everyone. This game was banned on Steam for a long time because you can graphically execute cops. Nice. Uh, I don't know how graphically you can do anything in a like top-down twin-stick shooter. But... Valid. I feel like it's more graphic in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Grand Theft Auto and top-down people still lost their minds over the top-down Grand Theft Autos. Like, that right. was terrible. Because there's little <laughs> blood pixels that hit the pavement yeah. when you ran over, like, a <laughs> pixel person. Um, yeah. Rip. Oh, man. Uh, he then says, Postal 2, the first few things you learn in this game are how to use live cats as a silencer. Pee on people to make them fight you or vomit. <laughs> uh, and suicide bombers are everywhere spouting fake Arabic. <laughs> Splatterhouse. It was an arcade game in the early 90s as well as a console game. You played as Jason Voorhees lookalike smashing demons with a baseball bat against the back walls and the arcade screen. Uh, And then, of course, Saw. They let you play as a victim like a Saw movie, so they put you in increasingly compromising situations that get gory. And I almost read that as gooey, and both are equally (laughs) disgusting. Same same meaning. (laughs) Uh, and then Dad the Cap, uh, he messaged me and said, I don't have to read this because it doesn't really fit the theme, but I'm going to read it anyways because you answered the boys. Well, Nick, you're all blurry. I know. I don't know why. My... Your camera's like, is there a ghost behind you? It's like focusing on... Ooh. Um, anyways, 
He says, I haven't played a horror game that really crossed any lines, but I will say the horror games I enjoyed the most were Dead Space and Visage. I love Dead Space for the gore and creatures, and Visage just message, er, messes with your head. I love the thrill of it, even if it makes me have to sleep with the light on at night. Um, yeah, Dead Space, I think, is uh, is another one that's like real gross <laughs> and like real, real disturbing. Um, have either of you guys played that? Nope. I started the first one and yeah. then realized it's old enough to wait for the remake. Yeah, and that's you were I'm wise at. because about like four or five months after that conversation of like, you have to play Dead Space, like play it. They're like, we're making a remaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Siv says no and hatred. The executions got close up. OK, OK. That makes more sense. Um, Eight. Yeah, Dead Space does a lot of really good things. And there's a scene in that game um, that makes me cringe every time. Uh, I think about it because it's pretty gross. So looking forward to you guys playing that in like all of its HD remake glory because uh, it does look amazing. Bring it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all we got for Answer the Boys. So uh, anything uh, you guys want to get off your chest before we wrap up here? No, I awesome. think we're uh, I think I think we're good. Uh, good chat. Heck yeah, no fire, fun. no fireside chat, but you yeah, know you know, fun. we'll only bust out the fire for uh, special occasions. Um, Holidays. So I don't know, maybe, maybe with next week being the finale of Spooktober, we'll have a, another fireside chat. Um, uh, well, maybe we'll break out the Yule log in uh, in December. You never know. Uh, yeah, make sure you guys tune in uh, Monday night, nine o'clock, over here on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. They were breaking down so, the finale House of Dragon. Oh, so nervous. Um, Very nervous. nervous. Ooh, that means I need to go watch episode nine <laughs> so I can be nervous as well. Um, and join us. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, we just got, we got the chosen companion series happening. Uh, pre-recorded stuff. Comes out on Tuesdays, audio version, and Wednesdays, our YouTube video goes up. Other than that, you know, Chad, haven't seen you streaming lately. You gonna get back to Ghostwire or what's what's the dealio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, I had some training. I had to do it at work this week, so I didn't really have time to to get on and stream. But yes, I do need to finish it because I'm really enjoying that game. Yep. So be on the lookout for that on. Our YouTube Showboys Gaming, uh, I stream over on Twitch. I'm going through Control right now. And then uh, on the weekends, I've been co-streaming Resident Evil 5 with Biosiv, and that's been a lot of fun. (laughs) I just, I I love that game. It's so much fun to play with somebody. Um, Other than that, subscribe. Go check out our Patreon. Join our Discord. Uh, Oh, yeah, we do have D&D, Dungeons & Dragons, on Sunday night, 8 o'clock over on Twitch. that's been a blast too so make sure you come hang out with us uh apparently joe says things are gonna get crazy and uh, we need to be on our game so come hang out with us uh until next time we'll see you monday have a wonderful night
run. I need to go watch Andor. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you need to Greatest watch Star, Star Trek by the look ever. of it. Ouch. Big burn.